Any others? God, if you would, bow your heads with me for an opening prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful for this day, this, this hour, Lord, that you bring us together. We would ask you, Father, with humbleness in our heart, that you would just meet with us today in this hour. May your power and your grace, your mercies, may it be renewed in each and every one of our hearts. I thank you, Lord God, for each one that's here, that's taking the time to be here tonight. We pray, God, that you would lift and encourage each one in a very special way. In a way, God, that would bring glory and praise and honor your name. I would ask you, God, tonight that you'd bless those that are sick and shut in. We've mentioned a few, Father, we know tonight that need a special touch from a righteous and from a mighty God. And, Lord, that's the God we serve. I thank you for the prayers that you've already answered today. I would ask you to continue, Father, to undergirth us, continue to strengthen us, continue to have your will and your right of way within us. May you help us each, God, to continue to do what you've called us to do. May you allow us to be faithful in our time of worship and our time of fellowship, as well as our times each day of prayer. Keep us steadfast, Lord God, in your word. May you, Father, through the power of the Holy Ghost, may it just envelop us and may it give us an unquenchable desire to study and to learn, to read and to understand the love that you have for each of us as a believer. Bless the message tonight. Use it to glorify your name. Father, as always, my deepest prayer is a lost sinner may come unto repentance this day and may this be their day of salvation. For I ask it all and I pray each day in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to the Old Testament book of Second Chronicles with me tonight, if you don't mind. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 6 is where I'm going to begin tonight. Read just a, a one or two verses and then move on to chapter 7 of Chronicles. That's Second Chronicles chapter 6. I'll be beginning tonight in verse 29. Then what prayer or what supplication soever shall be made of any man or of all thy people Israel, when every one shall know his own sore and his own grief and shall spread forth his hands in this house. Verse 30, Then hear thou from heaven thy dwelling place and forgive and render unto every man according unto all his ways whose heart thou knowest. For thou only knowest the hearts of the children of men. May God bless the reading of his word. If we look in these two verses, we're understanding the writings of Solomon as he speaks to the people of Israel. And as Solomon pens his words for us in his book of Second Chronicles, we understand that he's speaking of prayer and supplication. I've asked many times many people, what does the word supplication and what does the word prayer really mean to you? And you know, almost always, and I expect it, I always get different answers because the needs I have in my life for prayer today are very different than every one of your needs. And every one of your needs today are very different than even mine. 
We all have special needs that God knows about. Amen? For He says, When everyone shall know his own sore and his own grief and shall spread forth his hands in this house. He's speaking of the house of God that Solomon and the people of Israel had built. It was being dedicated. And it was beginning to be a house of worship and a dwelling place to worship and to offer sacrifice daily and continually unto God. You and I today have an altar in our lives that many take little time to exercise or to use, and that's the altar of God within our own heart and spirit. I speak sometimes to people, whether it be at work or whether it be somewhere else maybe, that I ask them, how blessed are they in the eyes of God? And it takes them a minute sometimes to realize what I've even asked because sometimes they quickly come back and say, well, uh, I guess in the eyes of God I am blessed, but sometimes it's hard to find or hard to see. Uh, just last evening, my wife and myself were at a local department store getting a few things for her mother. Uh, I couldn't help but see that the precious lady that was working to register seemed to be burdened heavily for some need in her life. And I thank God that God shows me sometimes those things so that I know how to pray and I know what to share with them at the right time. I trust that God directs my path. So I started speaking with her and asking her, point blank, what was her burden? And she looked at me and smiled. She said, well, son, I'm a child of God. And she said that I couldn't help but smile back. She said, but i got so many things going on in my life and my family that I really need your prayer if you're a praying man. Right there in that line, we had prayer. A brief prayer right there in the checkout line at the department store. You see, I don't know of a better time to pray than when there's a burden on our hearts. Some of the best times of prayer and fellowship that I can promise you that I've ever experienced in my life as a Christian have been in places that were the most awkward to pray you would ever imagine. Sometimes department stores, sometimes uh, pet food stores, sometimes on the dairy aisle in the grocery store, sometimes in the bathrooms at some of the restaurants, sometimes in the bathrooms at churches, uh, just in all different places. Wherever God impressed is where I feel like God would have us to come before Him in prayer and supplication. But this lady continued to share her heart and the needs that she had within her family, her daughters and her children and her grandchildren. And we began briefly to speak of how the world has changed so much and how much things have commercialized in all the holidays and all the times of celebration of the Lord and the birth of Jesus Christ. As we prepared to check out, my wife came up behind me there in the same lane and we continued part of that conversation. I was so thankful the lady was open and honest and I was thankful she was receptive to prayer most of all. She said, if no one prays for you or no one prays for me each day, we really don't have much hope or promise, do we? And a lot of truth in that. It's very humbling, isn't it? That sometimes... There may be only just a few people that are praying for you or me, but aren't you thankful that there's at least one that has thought about you and had you on their heart and their mind and has lifted your name before Jesus to know that you've been covered? I give God the praise for that. In verse 30 of Second Chronicles chapter 6, 
Solomon continues, then hear thou from heaven thy dwelling place, speaking of the altar that had been built, and forgive and render unto every man according unto all his ways, whose hearts thou knowest, for thou only knowest the hearts of the children of men. So many times we look at people's needs, as I did this precious lady's last night at this department store at the checkout aisle. The first thing I thought about was I could see that she was burdened by the look upon her face, by her demeanor, by some of the ways that she answered and some of the ways she acted and the fact that I didn't see joy. I just, I just saw, I just saw like she was burdened. And you know, I think we all show our burdens sometimes, don't you think? I know sometimes when we have our deepest burdens, sometimes we kind of run off and kind of get alone, don't we? I know sometimes I do. And I just want that time to be between me and my Lord. And I just want to present it to Him because I think that's what God would have us to do. Would you agree? If you'll fast forward with me one chapter to Second Chronicles chapter 7, I want to read uh, to you just a few verses, four actually. It goes like this. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed a burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. When I read that, every time I stop and think, I sure wished I had been standing there. The glory of the Lord filled the house. You know, the more I think about that, the more I'm grateful and the more I'm thankful, beloved, that every time that we pray, we are truly, as a child of God, already in the presence of the Lord. Uh, He doesn't have to be called down as the fire was. Uh, He doesn't have to be given an altar for our hearts and our beings and our spirits are His altar each day. Amen? Verse 30 says, back in Second Chronicles 6, Then hear thou from heaven thy dwelling place. You know, so many times when I was a young child in Sunday school and in classes at church, I would always stop and think about every time that we pray, God sure must have good ears to be able to hear me all the way from heaven. But you know, I was a young child and I was very young and I was naive in the Word. And there's a lot of things that I know that, that now I'm more mature in and I'm thankful for that in the Word. But I used to always stop and think, well, if I pray, I must be going to have to speak up a little bit and pray louder, you know. And I learned as I grew older and became a teenager and as I grew closer to God and God's love grew in me more and more each day that... God didn't have to come anywhere. God was already with me. He was right beside me. He lived in me as a believer. It says in verse 2, And the priests, plural, could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. Wow. The glory of the Lord had filled the temple, had filled the house that was built for God. You know, I want to stop there and I want to center on that one verse for tonight because what God has spoken to me recently so much about is how each day in my life am I building my own temple for God? My life, your life, the lives of all those around you and me. What kind of temple are you building for God? Is it a place for worship? Is it a place where God is welcome? Or is it a place rather where we come and we feel comfortable, but yet very seldom is God there? Because 
we don't really understand the presence of God because maybe the Lord Jesus is not close to us in our heart and our walk. It says in verse 3, And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. There's been times in my life when I knew when I was under pressure and under situations or there was a burden given to me to pray about that I knew then and there I needed to stop everything I was doing and I needed to pray and call upon God. Um, There's a man in this meeting tonight and he can give you a testimony one night at a prayer meeting on a Monday night service. We came to pray for some needs for some young people in our church. And there was very few that showed up to pray that night. Kind of broke my heart. But I did. The only thing that I felt like God wanted me to do and this brother of mine did as well is I went out into the parking lot and I laid prostrate on that asphalt. And I cried out to God and I prayed, God, touch those young people. They need you, Father. They need your touch more than anyone else. At this moment, God touched these young people. And I laid there as well as my brother. And I prayed and we prayed until I felt like God had heard my petition before I stood back up. You see, sometimes, just like the old pastors used to share, We don't need to get up from the altar until we know God's heard our supplication. We need to go to that altar meaning business with God. Amen? And not going there lollygagging around or going there because somebody else might see us and and somebody else might be whispering in the pew somewhere a few rows back and saying, I wonder what's wrong in her family. I wonder what's wrong in his life. Because that's what happens many times. When you know exactly as you've expressed tonight, many times the needs and the burdens that we have are private between yourself and God. And you know when God speaks to our heart, beloved, in a special and an anointed way, that's exactly the way God intends it to be. No difference. No difference at all. Except for God to commune with whom is bearing that burden. And you know, we don't need to carry that burden, beloved. The Bible tells us not to carry it, but rather allow God to bear it with us, His yoke and His burden. He offers to us that He'll shoulder with us if we trust Him. I think so many times we always wonder, well, where is God when I have this burden in my life? And and I, I just don't feel led by God to pray. And I, I just don't know whether God even... Sometimes I hear many people say, I don't know if God even hears me anymore. Beloved, if you're a child of God, and if you believe in the Word of God and the truth of God's love that I've read to you tonight, God hears your prayers. God hears your supplication. God hears your burdens. Because God already knows your hearts. It says in verse 4, Then the king, being Solomon, and all the people 
offered sacrifices before the Lord. You see, they had prayed and they had seen the fire from heaven come down from God. It says here, and the priest could not even enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. A question God posed to me this very day, early this morning as I prayed over this message. Billy, when's the last time that you and I had such a presence together where I had filled your heart? Where I had filled your day with my love and my grace and the power that I have manifested within me that I have and I desire, Billy, to present to you. It humbled me. I fell to my knees, beloved. And I did the only thing I knew how to do as I prayed. And I want to promise you, it wasn't many special words either. It wasn't any big words either. I prayed, God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. God, keep your arms around me, I prayed. And help me to do your work and your will until you call me home. I could almost feel the hand of God on my shoulder. And I'm thankful for His presence this morning. And I'm thankful for His special anointing this evening. You see, in the beginning of chapter 7, we learn about the people worshiping. Sometimes as I ride up and down the highways and some of the back roads heading home, I notice some of the church signs say, come worship with us. Or worship begins at 11 o'clock on Sunday. Or worship begins at 7 p.m. on Wednesday evening. Or such and such date or such and such time or schedule. And every time I receive one of those signs, I always kind of smile a little bit and say, God, I'm so thankful that you don't put me on a schedule when I can praise and worship you. But you see, we as beings, beloved, so many times we have to schedule everything that we do, don't we? We have to always want this to be done at a certain time and we have to uh, wash our hair on certain days of the week and we take our baths on certain days of the week and, and we do this and we do that and we have to be to our doctor's appointment at such and such time or day and we have to be to the dentist on such and such time and we always have to brush our teeth and we have to do all these things that are so critical for our external hygiene. But look how many times, most times, quite frequently, we overlook the desire that God has for us to meet with Him now. This very hour, this very day. You see, you'll never enter into a worship service, beloved, no matter who the preacher is, no matter what word or what message is being shared by the hand of God that you'll ever receive the greatest gift and the greatest blessing of God unless you come desiring to worship God. It's so easy for us all to come and say, well, I'm going to a worship service tonight. Would you come join me? Well, I think at that point you'll hear about every excuse known to man many times unless it's fully convenient for the one you ask. I remember for so many years asking different ones, would you please come to revival we're having at our church? Would you please come to Sunday school with me? And, or would you please come to a Monday night or a Wednesday night prayer meeting, as I shared a little bit earlier? And so few showed up. And sometimes the ones that show up seem it as a schedule more than as a time of worship and fellowship. God help us to be more 
in love with you, I pray, that we may do God's will. If we look in verse 41 of Second Chronicles chapter 6, the word says, Now therefore arise, O Lord God, into thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priest, O Lord God, be clothed in with salvation, and let thy saints rejoice in goodness. It's powerful. You see, it says, let thy priests. Beloved, a child of God today fits that description. Let thy priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let thy saints rejoice in goodness. You know, sometimes I wonder, and sometimes I come almost to the point of asking people, even sometimes in church services, are you a believer? Are you a child of God? I ask sometimes. Not in a belligerent way, beloved, and I don't do it to try to demean anyone, but I don't see how when somebody is under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and you're hearing the Word of God declared and preached and you're singing the hymns and the songs of Zion, you can just sit there and not be moved and not be changed inwardly as God through the power of the Holy Ghost speaks unto your heart. How can we just sit and watch and wait and wonder what's next? Oh God, I need a touch from You, but Lord, don't expect me to move. I wonder sometimes, as I see some people that seem to just be there because it's an activity. God help us, I pray. And beloved, I'm not judging. I'm not going out here and, and pointing a finger at anyone or any, any certain people because every one of us at some point, beloved, have been guilty to a degree of it. But what I want you to know is this, if we want and we desire to have the fullness and the closeness of God in our life, we have to draw upon God while He is near, the Word says. We wonder sometimes where God is. The best answer I can provide you for that tonight as I close is tonight I trust that God lives in your heart. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, We're so grateful and we're so thankful for the wonderful blessing and the privilege You have given us tonight to open this precious book. Lord, each one of us in this place this day, Lord, we have sinned and we have fallen so short of the glory of God. Lord, that's not just our testimony, God, many times, but surely it's as Paul wrote to the Roman people in chapter 3. God, help us each to draw nearer and nearer You, God, each day. Let us trust You just as the people of Israel and just as Solomon as he built this temple of worship, God, with the people. Lord, allow our hearts to be cleansed and renewed just as a fire came forth from the heavens as God enveloped the place of worship. Envelop our hearts this night, God. Let us feel Your love and Your peace, God in a way that we've never experienced it. Lord, that's my deepest prayer. would ask You to bless each need, Father God, that's represented here tonight. Lord, I know in an audience this size, Father, through the radio and the Internet ministry, 
God, surely there's someone that has heard this message tonight and heard the name of Jesus, maybe for the very first time. Beloved, I want you to know that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And He allowed Himself to be placed upon a cross. And there God placed upon Him your debt of sin and mine and all this world. And there He bore your sin as the spotless and blameless Son of the living God. And there, repentance was made for you and for me. A perpetuation of sin. A sacrifice. A resolution of sin. So that you and I could have life and have it more abundantly. Beloved, if you don't know Jesus Christ today and this evening is your Lord and Savior, I would pray before it's everlasting too light, Lord, come unto Him. Come into their hearts. Brother, sister, come to Jesus. Know His sweetness. Know His love and know His forgiveness. May He be Master and Lord of your life. I promise you'll never regret when your name has been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do as you continue to work in our lives, each one individually and intimately as we continue to seek and follow after your will, Father. May you bless each one here this day. Everyone that may hear this message, Father God, may you touch and bless their lives and draw us all, each, nearer you, God. And we'll give you praise and glory and honor for all things. We ask all things and we pray all things in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes tonight's live worship service. We pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, each one listening has been blessed through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us back again next week for another live outreach worship service as we together continue praising Jesus Christ. Those tonight who have made decisions to follow Christ, desiring additional biblical resources, or anyone with special prayer concerns are personally invited to visit the Praising Jesus ministry website. The web address is www.praisingjesus.org. That address again is www.praisingjesus.org. We want to thank each of you tonight for listening. We invite you back again next week as together we seek God to guide, mold, and speak to our hearts and lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Good night and may God bless each of you is my prayer.